Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Happy Sunday, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations at EIG. I like to feature various topics on the show that will inspire people. Sometimes it's something very specific. Sometimes it's a general theme that I think will appeal to the masses. But whatever the topic is, the goal is to leave you with information that's encouraging, that's uplifting, and that can be shared with others for maximum impact. And I think today our topic of conversation will do just that. The question, do you consider yourself a leader, comes up sometimes when interviewing for a leadership role or maybe you're applying for a leadership class. It could be a topic of conversation in your professional circles or if you're involved in a mentoring program. And now someone might say, uh, that depends on how you define it. Some people might think it's telling people what to do or just giving orders or helping a group reach a goal. But I like the description I read recently that said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, to learn more, to do more and become more, then you are a leader. And I think sometimes people might also say, oh, no, 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 I'm not a leader. But I would say that everyone can be a leader if that's what you aspire to be. The stats on leadership show that nowadays companies and leaders must continue to adapt to the demands of their changing environment and find new ways to achieve high employee retention if they're going to be set up for success over the long run. Today we're going to learn how a local school is taking on the challenge of developing leaders. My first guest today is Jeremy Bach, Executive Director for the Center for Christian Leadership at Wisconsin Lutheran College. Welcome to the show today, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. Appreciate the opportunity to be here. You are welcome. So why don't you tell us first, give us a little bit of 411 on the WLC and what inspired you to join the team as the Executive Director of the Christian Leadership Center? So Wisconsin Lutheran College is located on Blue Mound Road. Uh, we're right near the medical complex, right across the street from Freighter and Children's mm-hmm. Hospital, and we're in our 50th year of providing high-quality education, higher education, uh, but surrounded in Christian values. And the college, as they prepare people for lives of service, uh, wanted to take that another step, and they wanted to be very intentional about leadership development. And so the board established the Center for Christian Leadership And my background has always been in Christian education. I spent 19 years as a Christian school K-8 principal. During that time, I had the opportunity to start two schools, new, from scratch, developing a cornfield into facilities. And uh, I've never thought there was no college training class for that. There was no special class for that, but God gave me the gifts to do it. I learned a lot over the time, and I could bring all those gifts and talents that I learned over those 19 years to help the college establish this center. Wonderful. So it's obvious why you're inspired to work with the Center for Christian Leadership. I understand that uh, you're involved in a number of other groups. Uh, I am as well, like C-Suite for Christ uh, and different organizations similar to that. Um, Why are you so passionate about what you do at the Center for Christian Leadership? 
I think all you have to do is look around what's happening in society today. And I don't know that there's any greater need for leaders in our churches, in our community, in our nonprofits, in our businesses, who are leaders who have the gifts to lead and influence people, but do so from an ethically and moral way. Um, and so the opportunity that we have here to change and develop one life at a time, who can use their gifts and talents to go out and influence their sphere of people, uh, I consider that a great opportunity, blessing, and uh, I'm just passionate they have the opportunity to do that. Hmm. Well, it's always so great to listen to somebody who's passionate about what they do. Because if you can take what really gets you excited about what you do and then find a job that, that allows you to do it, it's it's a match made in heaven, as we say. You know, not everybody gets to do that. You know, they may have certain passions, certain things that they're good at, and they're in a job that doesn't fulfill them. And so to to have that, I feel like I'm in that that blessed role to be taking the things that I enjoy doing and mirroring that with a, uh, uh, something that I love to do from a vocational standpoint. So it's wonderful when we, when we get to talk to people that have that, that experience. So give us a little bit more about what the center for Christian leadership is and, and what makes you unique. So the center for Christian leadership just goes back to our, you know, our mission is we're going to help you, whether you become a doctor, a lawyer, a niece, a nurse, a teacher, we're going to prepare you for that and do it exceptionally well. At the same time, our goal is to develop the gifts and talents that God has given you to serve and lead people in an impactful way. The center takes that up a notch, and there's a number of things that we do. We have a Christian leadership program for undergraduate students. It's a three-year program that they can go through regardless of their major, where we really get intentional in coaching, developing, giving them experiences that are going to help develop those gifts and talents for use and service to others. Uh, we also provide leadership training beyond our campus. Uh, we have our leadership speaker series. It's called I3, which we our goal is to inspire people through high-quality keynotes, ignite a passion for servant leadership so they can impact those within their sphere of influence. And that's a networking luncheon keynote uh, and then I moderate a Q&A, and so our leaders, whether it be business, nonprofit, they get the chance to come in, leave with a nugget or two that's going to help them make a difference. We coordinate a number of leadership events on campus. We have a high school leadership academy day for students from area high schools that come in, and that's grown from 90 to 180 to we're anticipating 300 students this year. Wonderful. Wow. Um, we have do faculty and staff leadership training now through lunch and learns, formal workshops, and seminars. Uh, we're at Clifton Strengths Campus. All our students and faculty use that. The Center for Christian Leadership recently took that on to advance that in a more strategic way. Uh, we facilitate many leadership scholarships for students, and uh, we coordinate Christian concerts. You might ask, what does that have to do with leadership? We're talking about hosting Casting Crowns, and we Ooh, are messengers, nice. and we've had all of these groups in, and uh, someone needed to do it. Uh, the president of our college, President Dan Johnson, asked me to do it because no one else, you know, I had the capacity, but what we've done, it's a great learning opportunity for students in our program who take leadership roles to carry on a massive event. And so anything leadership on campus, uh, we have our handprint on and, uh, we didn't do it. All the things I just mentioned, we weren't doing always. When I came in 2016, we had the leadership program and we had our business luncheons and that was the extent. And our focus was to do not be a mile wide and inch deep. Let's be a mile deep 
focus on excellence, do things with excellence, and then we're going to grow from there. And God's blessed us with that to where we are today. That's awesome. I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot of universities, college campuses that go into that great a depth with regard to leadership. And if you think about it, you know, you and I just got back from the GLS, the Global Leadership Summit, and they talked about how important it is for people to understand that everybody is a leader. And these types of things, grooming our young kids for leadership roles is just, it's so necessary. I think you had mentioned the Christian Leadership Program is available to all students. Can you tell us more about that program and how it benefits students? Yeah, it's very unique. We, um, our leadership before I came found this at a engineering school. And they went and looked at it and said, if an engineering school is teaching engineering skills, but also is being intentional in leadership development, why can't we do that? That's our mission. That's who we are. So they brought it back, make some tweaks and challenges to it. And you were talking about in, uh, leadership and our def- how we define leadership is influence. Mm-hmm. It's not a position. It's not a title. It's not what authority or power you have. It's one life influencing another. So we believe everybody, as we all have opportunities, can influence people on a daily basis. So leadership program, uh, students apply during their freshman year. And again, it doesn't matter what major you have, but if you want to grow more intentional, uh, we have this program that can do it. Uh, they get a leadership coach. First of all, when they, they have to apply and we interview them to do make you ask sh- that question. Do you consider yourself a leader? <laughs> <laughs> we ask what, what things they have done as far as leadership. Uh, why, why do they want to get in? What do they want to do? How do they want to grow? We want to make sure that they're motivated because this is a student-driven program. We're there to coach and guide and encourage, but we want them to take the lead, so we want to make sure they have the initiative. Once they're accepted, they get a leadership coach on campus. I think we know today the importance of coaching, and it doesn't matter what career you're in. You should have a coach. Everyone should have a coach. Yeah, yeah. And so we, we get a coach that's assigned to them. They select an off-campus mentor. We want them the voice of someone off campus. We don't assign that. If I'm going into nursing, maybe I want someone who's a nurse so I can just hear their story, how they get to where they are today. Mm-hmm. What do they know now that they wish they would have known? So those are the two people that guide them. It's not heavy academics. They take two classes, uh, leadership and communication, which everyone should be able to learn to communicate. It's critical to being a leader. And then they take the leadership lab. And we call it the leadership lab because in a lab you discuss and explore and we spend two years talking to leaders like yourself, other nonprofit leaders, business leaders, say what's missing in the current workforce, the new emerging workforce, what skills. And we created a class that focuses on soft skills, mm-hmm. that focuses on conflict and leading through conflict and conflict resolution. How do you identify your true true north, your true values? Um, what does it mean to, why is organizational management critical to your ability to lead people? And instead of a textbook, we bring in 14 guest presenters from all different industries, from the VP of Chick-fil-A to a head of a nonprofit. Nice. So that's the academic component. But the what I like about the program, it's very hands-on. They have to do 30 leadership, 30 leadership learning hours over three years by going to workshops, seminars. We take them on field trips, 60 hours of service because leaders learn to give back. So they're off campus making a difference, mm. using their gifts and talents to serve the community. Yeah. They have to compete in our Serve to Lead Impact Challenge, uh, which is like Shark Tank. Uh, they're not designing a, a product, but they're designing a plan to go make a difference in the community. That's a team format because everything is collaboration. They have to do an individual project as well. 
And then when we get to the end, uh, we look back. In the beginning of the program, we do develop a, a very specific leadership development plan with them. When we get done, if they're getting ready to graduate, we refresh that because as they're getting ready to go into their job, their career, they should always be continuing to have new goals to grow, to develop, to learn. And then we celebrate. We have a dinner. We bring in their mentor, their family, their coach, and we let them give a five-minute presentation how this three years in the program has impacted them. And I'll tell you what, it's that's why I do this. When you hear those stories, it's very, very impactful. And to know that they're maybe we prepared them a little bit more, they're a little more confident in who they are and their gifts, and they're going to go out and hopefully do great things. Yeah, wow, that's that's really something. Well, the Christian Leadership Program provides authentic, hands-on learning experiences, it sounds like. Uh, and one experience is through your Serve to Lead Impact Challenge, which is a win for both students and the community. So stay tuned because when we return, we're going to hear more about that program in addition to some great stories of impact. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Jeremy Bach, Executive Director for the Center for Christian Leadership at Wisconsin Lutheran College. So, Jeremy, tell us what the Serve to Lead Impact Challenge is. Yeah, I think competition is a good thing. Our world, every time that I've competed and I'm a huge competitor, I think it makes you stronger. So, about six years ago, we had the idea of creating a challenge for students in our leadership program where they would compete to make a difference in the community. And we came up with serve to lead because we're always think serve, think serve first and lead through service. And so this is designed that students in the leadership program can be a team captain, but they can recruit any student on a campus to be part of their team. And their goal is to design a servant leadership impact plan that makes a difference in the community. They can partner with a nonprofit, they can focus on an organization, and we leave it at that. And they have to submit a one-page written plan of the five parts. What's the problem that you're going to address? What's your solution? What are the anticipated challenges that you're going to see along the way? What is the budget needed to carry it out? And then the fifth one, which I think is important, is sustainability. Because mm. the many times we go and do something for a day or half a day, but is there a way that this could continue beyond your time of service? So students get a team together, they come up with an idea, they submit this, and this whole five components, this is like a one-pager. <laughs> we review them, and up to eight teams then go on to phase two. Phase two, they take their written plan and they prepare a five-minute pitch. So they have to pitch this, like you would on Shark Tank, to a panel of judges. And so you've got to be articulate, you've got to get your goal across. How are we going to do that in an impactful way? Because they're competing for grants to go out and do the project. Mm. So this is in our Schwann Concert Hall. There's judges in leather chairs. There's a big audience. And there's so many life skills that they learn by doing this because you got to think on your feet. You're getting feedback. I mean, the judges are going to have, why did you do this? Or this would have made this stronger. Or I really like this. And each of the teams presents their case for their project. Then we have some music or a little production or some sort of gathering and there's food and hors d'oeuvres while the judges huddle and then we bring them back out and they present large checks to the teams that are getting funded for their projects and it's not that i mean that's something we celebrate but then they have eight weeks to go and do it mm. 
and then they have to do a written report and a video summary. Wow. And so through the competition, think of all the life skills of just getting your friends together. What are we going to do? Let we settle on this and we make a concise written plan to presenting to then executing, reflecting. And they're getting better as a leader. Our communities are getting better as a leader. And we've just been blessed to do this over five years. And the only way we can do those grants, it's all by sponsorships. Just people know that this is a great way to invest in students, but the, it's also in because the community is getting better. Mm, wow, that's really something. I bet you have a lot of uh, impact stories of how students have themselves been positively impacted, but also how then they've impacted the community. So like just to give a couple examples, uh, the first year, obviously, it's sad that this is a huge challenge in our community, but um, human trafficking is a huge issue today. And especially from the Milwaukee to the Green Bay corridor. And so we had a group of students who competed in the challenge. They were nursing students. And they partnered with a nonprofit called Exploit No More. And their whole goal is to raise awareness of people who are being trafficked and how to prevent it. Many people who are being trafficked are end up in a in an emergency room. And oftentimes nurses don't recognize the signs of someone that may be in that situation. So these nursing students worked with Exploit No More. They put on an awareness training program. They invited future nurses, nurses from all area colleges. And in our Warrior Underground, like our student union, on a Saturday morning, 250 nurses went through this training. And if you think about that, they left that training, and who knows where God has placed them today, but now they have that knowledge to maybe recognize one symptom, one issue, and say, hey, I'm gonna step in and make a difference and help that person who's in that situation. That's just one example. Mm. Uh, another example, 33% of Milwaukee's children live below the poverty line. And you and I would never think about this, about not having a bed to sleep in at night, but many kids don't. And uh, so one of our groups, and Sam Rodmeyer led this. I was his leadership coach. Sam ran a little handyman business during the summer back home in, in uh, home state. And this was a natural fit. He found a group called Sleep in Heavenly Peace, mm -hmm. and they build bunk beds and then deliver them to, to students, uh, children in need in the city. So Sam got a team together, and I think he had close to 40 students involved. Wow. They not only built the bunk beds, but then they went and delivered and set them up. And to go into the, into the city in some situations that some of our college students have probably never seen, and to see tears on kids' eyes because now they're not sleeping on a pallet or the ground, and that made an impact on them where they want to keep this chapter going, start additional chapters. I think all of us, another example, all of us know, probably know someone that's dealing with cancer or impacted by cancer. But how do we, what do we do? How do we help someone that's going through that? So one of our teams um, was called Christian Comfort. They had a panel of a doctor, a pastor, nurse. They talked about different types of cancer, what people are going through, how you can help people through those tough situations. But then they put together cancer care kits from gift cards to devotionals to a cross you could put in your hand and remember, hey, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And they delivered them to Freighter. I mean, this is just three of the examples, Jill. And I'll tell you, every year I moved because when I was in college, I was not thinking this way. Right, yeah. <laughs> and these students to see what they've put their mind to. And our goal is that by through this, hopefully it develops this life of service. And we've had kids who have participated, students who participate in this, and then through this, got the confidence, look what we did. And now they've gone on design mission trips. They've doing other projects. Mm -hmm. 
and hopefully it just spurs this life of service to others. Yeah, wow. I mean, you mentioned Sleep in Heavenly Peace. You mentioned the human trafficking nonprofit, both of which I've interviewed. Um, there's a lot of uh, organizations that the kids can team up with. Uh, but to think that these kids are making a difference at a young age, I too in college, yeah, first of all, we didn't have any classes like that, <laughs> right? Um, but secondly, yeah, my mindset was not in that space, and it should have been. And just think about if it was the – how many more years, because I won't say how old I am, but how many more years there would have been for impact to start earlier. I mean, it just amazes me how some of these kids that I've had on the radio show have started some in grade school, some in high school, some in college, but so much earlier than I did and many of the people that I know. It's just, it's wonderful. But I'm sure there are challenges that you've struggled with along the way, right? Challenges for the center for and within the center for Christian leadership. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say anytime something is new, there's a lot of challenges. Um, creating buy-in, sharing the mission, helping people understand who we are and what we're doing, and that's both on our campus and beyond. Uh, as I've expressed, we've had tremendous growth. Uh, we are not doing everything now that we're doing that we were doing five, six years ago. And so it's just keeping up. When I came, we had nine students in the leadership program. Now we have over 80. Mm. And so finding leadership coaches, and we just we find faculty who's already teaching full-time but have passion to coach students in this way, and they're doing it above and beyond. And so just trying to make sure it's not too much but adding, adding the right people into the program. Uh, it's myself. I'm so thankful. I have a very small team. Uh, Dr. Dan Schmeling led our Lutheran school system for a while. He's a full-time volunteer for me. And then uh, Angela Sievert is a part-time administrative assistant who came on. And uh, we have a small lean team, and we're doing a lot. And uh, the other part, the biggest challenge for us is that 100% of our program, uh, college, as you know, is expensive. And we try to do everything we can to support students. But 100% of our program is donor-funded. Students that go through our Christian leadership program, we don't we show them the value because there is a cost to it, but behind the scenes through the gifts of God's people, someone's supporting them. And so there's a development role that we play as well. And uh, sometimes doing both can be a little bit challenging, but we got a great team, great people, and we get some help from others and our development team at the office, at the, at the college. But uh, still, you know, God can outdream you. And so we're always, <laughs> you know, sometimes well we think, we think too small, we dream too small. And sometimes when I worry about that, it always seems when he opens a door. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, that's, that's great. Well, uh, as far as a call to action, so a lot of great things. Kudos to Wisconsin Lutheran College for focusing on an area that um, not many colleges are right now and, and putting an emphasis on servant leadership. I think that's great. Uh, lots of things that we talked about today we can't possibly you know, talk about every single thing that you would want to put out there, but we're just planting this little mustard seed that hopefully people will grab onto and and check check uh, Wisconsin Lutheran College out for more information. But how would you say people can get involved or support your efforts through the Center for Christian Leadership at Wisconsin Lutheran College? There's a variety of ways. Uh, we have a lot of events, as I mentioned, that you can be a part of, either from an attendee standpoint. And obviously, the, the, the larger those events, the more people that, that generates revenue for us and all that supports the center. Everything we do, as I mentioned, is 100% donor-funded. And there's a lot of way you want to get behind a student and support them financially, you can do that. 
Do you want to sponsor the High School Leadership Academy Day or our Leadership Impact Hours or our I3 series? There's ways to do that. Maybe it's getting involved in mentoring a student. We'd be happy to sit down and talk with you, learn your story, and put you on our list because, as I mentioned, students can pick that. Uh, there's just a variety of ways, and we, we're always looking for places to go. We want our students, they're going to work with all different types of people in life. And that's why we take them on leadership field trips to see different organizations, to hear the leadership stories of the leaders there. And that's a, those are rich experiences for them. So if you're a business owner or a nonprofit leader and you have a place that you think would be a fit for us to come and tour and see and learn from you, we'd be happy to discuss that. I think I can find a place or two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can. One in particular. Um, okay, so people, if you like what you heard, you want to get more information, you can either reach out to Jeremy or you can uh, Google the Center for Christian Leadership at Wisconsin Lutheran College. Is there a website or a particular place they should go? There is. They can go to www.wlc.edu. Uh, you can shoot me an email, which is jeremy.bach at wlc.edu, or give me a call as well. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate you sharing all the great things going on over there at WLC. Thank you very much. It's, again, really appreciate what you're doing here, raising awareness of things in the community, and just honored that you allowed us to be a part of that here today. You are certainly welcome. Certainly welcome. Well, developing the next generation of leaders is the top challenge for 55% of CEOs, according to a recent survey. This makes sense because 63% of millennials believe that they aren't being fully developed as leaders. And you mentioned, Jeremy, that, that you're blessed to have one of your former students from WLC who also completed the Christian Leadership Program make her mark in the nonprofit world. So stay tuned because after our commercial break, we're going to have a conversation with her about the impact WLC and the Christian Leadership Program has had on her and what she's doing with the information she's learned. So... Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations. My next guest today is Hannah Rarig, Unified Champion Schools Manager at the Special Olympics of Milwaukee and a former student of WLC and the Christian Leadership Program. Welcome to the show today, Hannah. Thank you so much, Jill, for having us. You're welcome. You're welcome. Tell us about your experience. Again, Jeremy talked about it a little bit, but what was your experience with the Christian Leadership Program at WLC? The Christian Leadership Program was simply an experience that is none, there isn't any um, like it. I got to learn how to set goals for myself short term and long term. And I also got to work with mentors um, in the college and outside the college. Jeremy was actually my um, mentor on the college and I um, learned a lot from those experiences. But setting those goals for yourself and then having people to check on, check in on you and make sure that you're following up with them is um, huge when you're going through college because a lot of people don't have that experience and um, a lot of times people's goals in college are not leadership based so (laughs) (laughs) that that is true yes yes let alone having somebody to follow up with them like you said yeah Um, but overall it really taught me how to be um, not even just a Christian leader but a proud Christian leader I got to learn how to carry myself and 
take what I learned from this and bring it into what I do now. Mm. Well, what did you learn by participating in the Serve to Lead program? And then, which is different, or it's part of, it's underneath the Christian Leadership Program. And how has that impacted you in your role today? Yeah, so the Serve to Lead program was definitely a challenge, but it was a really great challenge. Um, Like Jeremy said, you work as a team, so you get to learn how to work with others Um, And you really have to set goals for yourself because before that five-minute presentation that he was talking about, you have to have your entire idea planned out down to the dollar. You also have to um, figure out how to get everything that you want to say in five-minute presentation while having a five-minute clock running down on you, (laughs) which is very stressful but really, really awesome experience. Um, And it taught me to be very detail-oriented and organized Um, And now going back to that, I also get to help groups um, today help with their presentations. So uh, my job right now is currently the Unified Champion Schools Manager at Special Olympics Wisconsin. And that means I get to go around to schools in Wisconsin, middle through colleges, and help them become more unified. So I was approached by a group of students this past year who wanted to run a basketball camp. And not only did that help us from Special Olympics Wisconsin, but it also got to help them and Wisconsin Lutheran College. Um, We held a basketball camp in the morning. Um, Students with and without intellectual disabilities got to participate. And then they went and got a lunch while we brought in our unified basketball um, state tournament, which was the first ever for us. Um, And that was really awesome. So we had a place to host that through this and then those students that participated in the morning got to come back and cheer on our um, state team so it was a really cool experience for everybody involved and it was fun for me because i got to go back to my college and see um, what these students are doing and also help make an impact there still well it's wonderful and probably very fulfilling for you jeremy to see how you've poured into hannah And then Hannah is now taking all that and pouring into someone else. And there's this great domino effect, right, that you are the definition of servant leadership, right? You Mm -hmm. know, you are – actually, you go back to that original description that I said at the very beginning, and I think that's that's really what you're doing. If your actions inspire others, you know, to to dream, to learn, to do more, to be more – then you're a leader, and I think that really describes what you're doing. Um, again, taking what you've learned and paying it forward, if you will. So now you're at Special Olympics Wisconsin uh, as the Unified Champion Schools Manager. Can you explain more about the three components of this Unified Champion School? Yeah, so there are three components within a Unified Champion School, and I call them the secret sauce to help a school to become more unified. So. Um, the three components are whole school engagement, unified leadership, and unified sports. So whole school engagement is really any opportunity to educate the school on what the word unified means, what inclusion means. Um, and that can be through multiple different ways, but some of my favorite are Spread the Word Inclusion Week, which is the first week in March, and that is just a really great week to educate the school on those um, words like unified and inclusion. And also... Um, not only teach them, but also have them do. So a lot of our schools will have a pep assemblies, um, put up signs, have morning announcements with quotes in them. It's a really cool experience for schools. Um, another great one for whole school engagement is the Polar Plunge, which is super fun. Um, 
and both of these actually Wisconsin Lutheran College got to participate in. So, um, you talking about the polar plunge that's down in January on the lakefront? <laughs> yep, we oh, have. Oh my goodness! Okay, we have locations all across <laughs> Wisconsin that we jump in. <laughs> um, the next component then is unified leadership. So that's any experience where somebody with and without intellectual disabilities get to work together to do a leadership opportunity. Um, some of those are unified clubs, whether that's creating a new club within a school or um, taking a club that already exists and making that unified. I like to use student council as an example because a lot of schools have student councils, um, but if you look at who's on the student council, you won't find somebody with intellectual disabilities. So why not have that be an opportunity for them? Um, another example is the Youth Activation Committee, which I was actually on when I was a senior in high school, and now I get to become the liaison for. So um, that's a group of 12 youth from across the state that come together and are big advocates for um, inclusion. Um, and then the last um, component is the unified sports aspect, which I kind of got into with the unified basketball tournament, but um, we have competitive sports, and then we also have rec sports where we have opportunities for schools across the state, um, bring students with and without intellectual disabilities to um, a sports event. So whether that's bowling, unified basketball, whatever it is, and that's at no cost for those schools. So it's a really cool opportunity. That sounds like a pretty comprehensive approach. <laughs> yep, you know, you mentioned great. three components, but those are pretty pretty detailed areas, which again is is a wonderful thing. You don't find too many too many people uh, that are focusing, too many groups of people that are focusing on that. How many United schools are there then in Wisconsin? Yeah, in Wisconsin, we have 109 schools um, across the state, and those are elementary through colleges, um, and we're really working on a district-wide approach. So, um, so, so students don't have to go to a middle school that's unified and then not go to a college that's unified. Sure, sure. So, How young do you start? I mean, are you in like the lower grades as well or you start in middle school and go from there yeah it's elementary through college and then we also have community sites so um, one of our programs is actually young athletes and that starts as early as the age of two. Oh my goodness so how wonderful is that mm -hmm. that the, throughout their whole college career or academic career I should say starting that young they're getting exposed to that idea mm -hmm. that's that's really wonderful yeah that's our goal yeah, that's that's great. From what I'm hearing, Special Olympics is more than just sports for individuals with intellectual disabilities. When we come back, we look forward to learning more of what Special Olympics is and even how free health care is available to their athletes. So stay tuned and we'll be right back after our commercial break. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations, and I'm talking in this last segment today with Hannah Rarig from Special Olympics of Milwaukee. So describe the, the health care and how it's provided for the athletes. Yeah, so Special Olympics Wisconsin provides healthcare for a lot of our athletes, which definitely helps more than just our athletes. We have um, eight um, different areas where we provide healthcare, and those are special smiles, fit feet, healthy hearing, opening eyes, strong minds, which goes into the mental health care, 
um, fun fitness, and that helps with like flexibility, strength, balance, things like that. Um, and then we also have health promotion, um, which helps a lot of our athletes with learning like how much sugar is in soda um, and things like that, because a lot of them just aren't educated on that. Um, and then lastly, we have what's called MedFest, which provides free um, sports phys physicals for our athletes, which is really awesome because not only does that provide um, the, our athletes with that, which they need to participate within Special Olympics, but it also helps the um, physicians learn how to work with individuals with intellectual disabilities, which you don't really think about a lot, but people with intellectual disabilities have a really, really hard time finding healthcare providers because they just aren't educated on how to work with individuals with intellectual disabilities. So um, we are providing that education, not only for physicians who are already practicing, but also a lot of students. So within those eight disciplines at our different state events, we have a lot of students come and help um, at our tournaments so they can learn that as well. Nice. Well, what about other programming? Do you have any other programming uh, opportunities that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, so at Special Olympics Wisconsin, um, like she said earlier, we do a lot more than just our traditional programming for our athletes, which our traditional programming offers 20 sports um, year-round for individuals with intellectual disabilities. Um, but going further than that, we also have programs like Young Athletes and So Fit, um, which are very similar. Young Athletes is ages 2 to 10, and So Fit is 10 and up. Um, and those programs are eight weeks long, but they're really flexible. So we can work with um, schools or community sites and have those be um, shorter or longer, depending on the need of um, the site. And that is a curriculum based program. We have it all laid out for them and all the resources that is needed. Um, and best part that it's a free program. So if there's anybody interested, it is a free um, experience for those students and we also give them all the resources needed so for young athletes sometimes we'll give them a balance beam or the parachutes which kids love um, and then for SoFit it's older groups so having those water bottles and t-shirts are things that draw students in um, and the best part about it besides it being free is that it brings people with and without intellectual disabilities to practice that together so really yeah. focusing on that unified aspect very um, nice. Very nice. Yeah. What about, okay, so those are free offerings. So mm -hmm. then how do you fund these programs, your traditional sports uh, and the other things that you're talking about? Yeah. So Special Olympics um, Wisconsin relies on funding from the state as well as our donors, which we appreciate so much. Um, but we also have a lot of fundraising events throughout the year. Um, we talked a little bit about Polar Plunge before. Um, but we also makes me have, cold just thinking about it. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, but ice baths are coming back in. So, um, but then we also have events like Cop on a Rooftop, which is with our law enforcement. Nine at Night, which is a night golf outing, which is coming up here. Um, we have a truck convoy, um, a tr bunch of trucks all across the state. They go from Fond du Lac to Oshkosh. We take up one lane of the highway. It's you can't miss us. It's a really cool event. Um, and then we also have things like Run with the Cops, which is a 5K um, in October. So, Very nice. Wow, you guys got a lot of things going on that we do. I bet the, our, our audience may not be familiar with. And that's why we do this show, <laughs> is to really share all the great ways that you're making a difference in the community. You have something called Mission Moments, which I love, that just kind of share a story about how you guys are carrying out your mission. Do you have some, some mission moments that you would like to share with us? 
Yeah, so just to start, I when I think of a mission moment, a particular person comes to mind more than a moment. Um, and his name is Steve Woodward. He is a Special Olympics Wisconsin athlete. And I actually met him when I was a senior in high school. I mentioned I was on the Youth Activation Committee. Um, and through that, I got to go to Washington, D.C. and lobby for Special Olympics. Um, and while I was there, I got to meet some really awesome individuals, including Steve. Um, and Steve is one of those athletes that does everything. He is um, a LETR representative on our board of directors. So he represents the law enforcement. Um, he helps at every single one of our fundraisers. Um, he also is a very great athlete, particularly in swimming. If you look him up, a story will come up about his um, his competition at the USA Games, This um, not this past June, but the June before, where his goggles fell down. Um, they called him a goggle mustache, and <laughs> he continued his race and ended up getting gold, um, oh, wow. which was amazing. Um, so he's just, he's just an all-around great athlete person, but... When I was in D.C. with him, he was talking to me and we were talking about Unified Champion Schools because that's what I was there representing. And he was like, I wish that this was in my school when I was in high school because I was that student that sat by myself. And I get emotional talking about it because it it's why I do what I do. Yeah. Oh, well, we say that tears are very cathartic <laughs> and that they also they just really get a point across that you love what you do and it comes through in how you're sharing these mission moments and 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 what you do so i think kudos to you for being a young leader in our community for you know focusing on the things that need to be focused on other than maybe some things that other young college kids are focusing on <laughs> i think everybody knows what i mean um, so I just want to congratulate you and, and it, you're, you are a mentor. You were mentor. You were, you, you had Jeremy as your coach. Okay. Uh, he mentored you and now again, you're mentoring others. And I think that's, that's wonderful. Again, so many things that we could be talking about, but we don't have time, unfortunately. Um, why don't we end though, Hannah, with your call to action? How can people get involved or support your efforts through Special Olympics Wisconsin? Yeah, so just take a look at our website, specialolympicswisconsin.org, for any upcoming fundraising events, volunteer opportunities. Um, we're also very active on our social media, so you can look at those, which is SO Wisconsin. Um, and then if you have any school contacts or, or interested in learning more about our programming, please contact us. Um, but overall, be a supporter, be an advocate for individuals with intellectual disabilities. Um, they are humans too, and they deserve all the respect and be treated like anybody else. So be a leader within your community and simply just be kind. Mm, very well said. Very, very well said. Well, I want to thank you today, Hannah Rerig, former student of Wisconsin Lutheran College and now at Special Olympics of Milwaukee and Jeremy Bach, Executive Director of the Center for Christian Leadership at Wisconsin Lutheran College. I appreciate you both sharing how this topic of leadership has impacted your lives and other people's lives as well. So thank you both for being here today. Thank you so much, Joe. Yeah, thank you very much. You're welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, you can reach out to Wisconsin Lutheran College or Special Olympics of Milwaukee directly, and they gave that contact information previously. 
If you know of a great organization that's doing great work in our community that you think would be a great guest for the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Just send me their contact information and I'll reach out to them. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 for Milwaukee's philanthropic community to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community a great place. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeart Radio app. I also encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, and you can also listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So the next time someone asks you if you are a leader, think about the definition that I gave at the beginning of the show. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are a leader. In so doing, you'll have found a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Thanks for listening today and have a great day.